0: This episode of the Golf Game Podcast and Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're same-game parlays, the live-in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign so up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at com slash winbet. That's com slash All right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf gaming Podcast. If you're hearing me doing the uh, ad read at the top of the show, uh, I am doing the show solo tonight. Boston Capper is in parts unknown. He's floating somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean on some boats right now. He'll be back tomorrow, though, uh, for our gambling show. So it's just me tonight. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of an abbreviated show. I had a lot prepared for tonight, but I'm just going to be perfectly honest with the, uh, the viewer. Uh, for the first time since uh, the pandemic started, uh, your boy came down with the Rona. Uh just happened today and I'm not feeling all that great, uh, but I figured I would probably get this out before uh, symptoms really start ramping up uh, already starting to feel them right now. So this is going to be a shorter show. Uh, I'm going to do a, just briefly at the top of the show, what I'm looking for this week at the Houston open. I'm not going to go through the full course overview, everything in there. You have my article, uh, go to Uh, go to the golf section. You have my preview has everything you need. Uh, I'm just going to give you a brief overview, though, of what I'm looking for this week. And then we're going to go through my outrights. I'm going to start with just guys who I liked that just missed the cut off my betting card. Um, And then I'm going to go over the guys who I actually did bet. And then last part of the show, uh, I'm just going to go over uh, just briefly where DFS ownership is right now, a couple other guys I like. Maybe some, you know, either cheaper plays for my lineup, you know, some leverage plays or some guys I might be interested in maybe been like top 40 that uh, if I'm feeling well enough tomorrow, uh, you will hear. So while we get to it, uh, it's the Canes Bank uh, Houston Open at Memorial Park Golf Course. So again, like I mentioned, uh, go to uh, sportsgamingpockets.com, go to the preview and it'll tell you everything in detail what I'm looking for, but just a high level view just to start the show. Here's what I'm looking for this week. One of the things I've been doing, I've, I've been saying this for the past couple of shows is that I've started to dabble in uh strokes game by proximity distances. And that ca- that burned me last week because I had a choice. Should I go with uh, a course fit in Russell Henley who had great scoring metrics from inside 150, or should I go with a past column history, which is frankly garbage. Uh, and I went with the, Uh, the past foul history, and that burned me. Uh, I did not have the Henley outright. Congratulations to those who did. Uh, I was wrong, and I think that just proved right there that what I'm calculating is, I think, accurate, and I should lean more heavily into it. So what am I looking for this week? Uh, Well, even though Memorial Park is only 7,000 yards on the scorecard, it plays a lot longer, as I described in the article. There are five par threes. Uh, Only one of them plays over 200 yards. There's only three par fives as well. So, uh, and I, and, uh, I think four of eight of the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, five of 10 of the par fours play over 475 yards long. This is a longer golf course than it looks. It's kind of like, uh, Narashino at the Zozo a couple weeks ago, where, yeah, sure, it was only like 700, 7,100 yards, but there was a lot of longer approach shots. It's the same thing this week. Uh, So about 75, 70% of your shots going to come over 150 yards. Uh, About three shots around come over 250. Those are the longer par fives. So I don't feel like I could need to look at proximity distances from that range because I can just look at par five scoring and that covers it there. So the range I'm looking at this week is 150 to 225. That's going to cover four of my five par threes, uh, including the longer one. It's like 215. Uh, it's going to cover all my longer par four approach shots. Uh, anything over like four sixty, four seventy five, four eighty. Those those holes, um, and that's what it's going to come down to this week is how you hit your, you know, your longer approach shots, mid to longer approach shots this week. Uh, like I just mentioned, good performances of par fives. Uh, I, you know, scoring is very tough here. You have to take advantage of getting birdies when you can. Uh, that's going to be important this week. So that's something I looked at as well. Uh, I'm also looking for pretty good drivers of the golf ball. Uh, it seems like the most predicted metric at this place the last two years has been how well you drive it. Either longer hitters or guys who hit a lot of fairways. Basically, if you're gaining a lot of strokes, either with those two methods, uh, you're on the list this week in order to get consideration from me. Um, so the hardest part about Memorial Park is around the green. Uh, I talk about it at length in my article. Basically, this is tight Bermuda lies around each green. It's very difficult to get up and down here. Uh, not only is it tough to chip off of Bermuda, the greens are pretty significantly undulated. Uh, they run pretty quick too, especially when it's, you know, this time of year when the Bermuda is kind of firm and dry, like it has been all, you know, and a lot of rainfall. Uh, they might get a little rainfall this uh, weekend, but overall, it's probably just going to be a firm golf course. The greens are probably going to be running pretty fast, pretty quick. Uh, it's going to be hard to get up and down. What I noticed, though, in the relative skill set chart is that it's not a very predictive metric. Guys who are pretty good scramblers, uh, and I think that's probably based on the fact that I think elite scramblers can do well here; they're they're, they're able to handle it. Um, but the get the the gap between um, a really bad scrambler, like a Jason Coenkrag, and kind of a good, maybe above average one, it shrinks because it just makes it difficult for everybody. So elite skills around the green, it's a bonus. It's not a disqualifier, though, especially if you're a really good driver, especially really good from your longer. Uh, uh, irons, but it helps. There are a couple guys I like this week that I think just being so elite around the green, especially where it's not going to be a big birdie fest, I think it's going to help you this week. Uh, And then good history putting on Bermuda. Uh, The type of grass on the green is mini birdie Bermuda. I don't believe there is another golf course on the PG tour that uses that particular strain of Bermuda. Uh, Most of them are champion Bermuda or uh, Tiff Eagle. However, if you just use Ah, uh, your general Bermuda stats. You should be fine. So, uh, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll go into who I bet outright. All right, let's talk about WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You have exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with WinBet Rewards at, on WinBet. Yeah, look out for the WinBet Win hour, hour each Thursday from five to six PM Eastern Time. During WinBet, win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, <coughs> excuse me, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at bet from boosted sing game parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from basketball, football, golf. They got it all there. All you have to do is head over to win WinBet so they know what we sent you com slash W-I-N-M-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Our subject to change. conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Now that I described basically in general what I'm looking for this week, why don't we go through my outright card? Uh, why don't we first start with the guys who didn't quite make the cut? And if you're somebody who, let's say, You like my analysis? You think I'm a dummy when it comes to my picks? You know, there's—it's very possible there could be a couple of people out there who do that. Uh, I'm going to be a list of guys who I consider betting outright, but didn't make my card. So, if you want to just create an entire card of all these guys, go right ahead, torture me. You know, that's all good. So, all right, let's start right at the bottom. So, Harris English, ninety to one. Let's let's go from worst odds to best odds. The guys that I I consider and did ultimately bet. How about Harris English, ninety to one? Uh, showing signs of life. A top 10 at Fortinet, uh first-round leader last week at, um, at Mayakoba. Now, he's never played here before. Um, there were no stats kept at uh, Mayakoba. Uh, he hit the ball okay. He was a better driver than he was hitting greens that week. Um, but looking at r- long-range proximity and scoring numbers from, over from between 150 and 225, he's one of the best in the field. I have to do about 32 and a half feet per approach shot on proximity. And if he had 18 of those shots um, every round, uh, he'd be getting about 1.3 strokes per round on the field. Basically, he is putting himself in a good position to get it relatively close to give him a good look at birdie. And he's making the putt, especially because you bring him to here, this golf course, um, he's very good putter on Bermuda. It's 90 to one. Uh, I considered it. Did not ultimately make my card. He's probably somebody I might consider for a positional, though. Um, I think he's playing good golf. Uh, He's also a guy who's going to hit a lot of fairways usually. Uh, He's a pretty good scrambler around the green. Uh, I have confidence he can get up and down from here. I think he's going to show well this week. Uh, Not betting him to win, but I think that's somebody I might consider for uh, a positional. All right. I have a funny feeling Sahit Tagal is going to play well this week. Uh, He has been up and down pretty much his entire career. Uh, he has a top 10, I think, at uh, where did he finish top 10? Uh, Zozo. Yeah, top 10. Uh, I think he had a top 10 either Sanderson or uh, Shriners. I forget which one. But he's also had a lot of really poor performances, too. This is kind of just who he is. Um, he is going to be really up and down. Uh, one of the things I didn't know is just like kind of briefly looking at just you know, guys who've done well here. Uh, there's been a little bit of a crossover with Valspar, uh, Jason Kokrak, winner last year. Uh, he's always done really well at Valspar. Sam Burns, two-time winner. He's done really well at Mora Park in that golf course, too. Um, that's a golf course that has a lot of longer approach shots. So maybe Sahita Gala might be a good fit there. He play, I think he was top 10 at the Valspar. Last year, he hit the ball great that week. Um, is not a very good putter <laughs> excuse me, on uh, Bermuda, though. So that's a little concerning. Um, his proximity numbers look really good on its surface, but he doesn't tend to score very well because he just doesn't take advantage of it. Uh, he does have a lot of pop, though. That's another thing I, I forgot to mention, too. Um, I think you're going to need a, lot of, a little bit of pop off the tee this week. If you look at the weather forecast, it looks like temperatures are going to dip um, to between about mid-50s over the weekend. Pretty cold. It's pretty similar to what happened at TPC Potomac. Um, I think it's going to make the golf course play a lot longer. Uh, I think either... <coughs> excuse me. If you're a guy who um, is not very long off the tee... Um, I think that's you're going to need to be a good scrambler, kind of like you did, Danny McCarthy who did pretty well at TBC Potomac or like a Mackenzie Hughes type uh, or Steven Yeager. Those types of guys generally do pretty well when there's a lot of longer approach shots. It's hard to hit greens, might be a little cold. They can get up and down, and save strokes. Um, you yeah Tagala, who is a little bit of pop, and he does hit the ball pretty close from 152.25. Maybe he can convert this week. I kind of like him. Did not make my bet outright card though, uh, but he was on my radar. Uh, Same with Taylor Pendrith. Uh, he's been pretty lackluster uh, this fall, but his scoring rates from one hundred and fifty to two hundred and twenty-five are outstanding. It's one of the best in the field. He has pop off the tee. Uh, the putter has been pretty atrocious for him, um, but you know we saw last week of Russell Henley. His putter had been atrocious forever, and finally he just had a decent putting week. Um, I left him off the card he has not played in a month so that is concerning um also the wrong people might be on him this week so i think i'm just going to stay away from Pendrith. uh that was a guy i think i like the profile did not fit the uh the card uh emilio grillo i think i always look at him uh i passed as well i'm worried that the putter might have that might have burst um did not have a very good putting we get cj cup i don't think he put very well last weekend uh mayakoba too so we were talking about you know whether the putter was actually fixed for him it was kind of a long-term trend might be gone now there's still some, some things like. i mean he's a great approach player from 150 to 25 scores really well from there too good combination of length and accuracy off the tee gains a lot of strokes off the tee uh i mean that could possibly be a positional play for me maybe a top 20 uh he does tend to do pretty well uh in the state of texas uh, not necessarily at this course though which is a little concerning. Uh, he's also not very good uh, around the green either. So if he doesn't have a great iron week, that's going to be a problem for him. Uh, but I considered it. Uh, he was 50 to one, did not quite make the betting card. Uh, I feel dirty for saying this, but I think at some point we, ha- I have to start considering adding Taylor Montgomery again, another great finish last week, another top 20. And I think we can make this uh, take on Montgomery similar to how we say like about Morikawa where, sure, the ball striking is so great and consistent for Morikawa, it just whenever he gets a hot putter for a couple days, he's in contention. Um, Montgomery's been having some good finishes. He's never really been truly in contention, though. Um, and he's doing all of this despite pretty mediocre and poor iron play. But the putting has been outstanding. It doesn't matter what surface you put him on, bank grass, Bermuda, pass column. Uh, a gas station parking lot doesn't matter, but he's been great. Um, and at some point, he's gonna have a decent iron week. And when that happens and the putter shows up, he's gonna win by like four or five. Uh, I'm not doing it. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna pass. I don't think this is a putting contest like he has been generally been playing at uh, for most of his career so far in the PG Tour, but he's on my radar. Um, at some point, I mean, he was the best putter on the Corn Ferry tour. He's been the best putter so far on the PJ tour. He might just be that good, guys. And he's got a lot of pop off the tee. Like, that's a good combination to have. So, did not make a betting card, though. Um, so I passed. I uh, passed on Hideki as well. Um, uh, these next two guys, Hideki and Aaron Wise, I had one spot up towards the top of the card. I wanted to get, you know, somebody a little higher up. It was down to those two and the guy that I ultimately did, but that I'll tell you a little later. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Osara Hideki first. Uh, I mean, on paper, he has everything you want. Uh, he has a third-place finish here back in 2001. A little bit of pop off the tee. Um, great iron player from 152-25. Scores very well from there, too. Uh, pretty good chipping off a tight bermuda Um, just because he's a good scrambler in general. Uh, actually, putting pretty well. He's net positive in putting over his last fifty rounds. Um, you know, he's got negative strokes game on Bermuda, but I saw him lead the field at Sony once upon a time and rip my heart out. And uh, yeah, that was not a fun Sunday. But it just seems like ever since he started having some of those injury woes uh, towards the middle of last season, it's been hard to trust him. So I'm passing on him, and I'm going to pass on Aaron Wise. This was tough. Uh, I wanted to bet him. Uh, he's been Relatively decent at Memorial Park. Um, he's about the same number I bet him last week. And my Koba, he played fine. Um, ultimately, though, I just didn't bet him. Um, I I like him. If if anybody wants to bet him at 18-1 to or 16-1, which kind of feels gross. I felt gross betting him at 20, and now he's 16. Um, you can. I mean, there's nothing wrong. The proximity numbers look good. The scoring rates look good. Uh, he's got some pop off the team. Uh you know, he's fine. Did not ultimately bet him, though. So how about the guys I did bet? I have five guys on my betting card right now. Uh, let's go again, bottom to the top. Uh, so let's start with Step Strzok, 110-1. Uh, I feel like I'm just going to keep betting him until he wins, or at least through the fall. Um, it has not gone very well for him the last couple of tournaments. I think it's going to go a little better this time. Um, you know, he a, has a lot of length. He's back on Bermuda. Uh, those are two very good things for him. Um, and he's just been really close. I think a guy lost in a playoff at TBC Southwind, lost in a playoff at Sanderson, and he has a good finish here. I think he's got a top 10 back in 2001. Uh, Another thing I really like about him, too, absolutely excellent uh, from 152-25. One of the better proximity rates in the field, one of the better scoring rates in the field, too, because he's such a good putter. He can convert. Um, I like him a lot this week. Uh, 110-1, to he'll probably make a top 40 prop for me as well. So we'll see. We'll see when those come up. Uh, next guy in the card, Davis Riley, 60 to one. Uh, I'm going back to him this week. He's been playing pretty well over his last couple of terms. Hitting his irons, pretty good too. striking the ball pretty well off the tee. Uh, I think he finished like T 21 last week. I think he's got a couple other top 25 finishes this fall. Uh, again, like I mentioned, hitting the ball pretty good. His proximity rates are pretty good. The scoring rates are just okay. I think it's because He tends to struggle sometimes with the putter, but Bermuda is a very good surface for him. Uh, He's got a lot of pop off the tee. Um, He's been okay here as well. I think he finished, I think, top 30 last year. Um, And 60 to one, I like him. I think the kid has talent. There's, you know, I mean, there's not a ton of people in this field that he needs to beat if he shows up. So I bet him 60 to one. Next guy up on the card, uh, Jason Day. I'm going back to him. 33 to one. Just. I made a big stand for him last week at Mayakoba. Um, End up convincing Boston Capper to bet him top 20, which that was too bad. He finished T21. He was just there. But he did cash a uh, low Australian matchup for him, so congratulations, Capper. Uh, but I'm going back to Jason Day. Uh, he started off really, really, really poorly uh, at uh, the Mayakoba. I thought he hit the ball okay in the first round. Uh, Trevor Irmeman actually commented, though, that, Uh, he noticed a flaw, a technical flaw in his putting stroke where he takes the the putter back really slow and then kind of accelerates through. Uh, You tend to push the ball a little bit when you do that. He did that a couple times in some putts. Uh, That's the only time I saw him on the coverage, though. But otherwise, he hit the ball fine. I think he was top 20 in the field, and Dreimer actually top 20 in the field in greens regulation. Pretty good. I mean, he's been hitting his irons really well. Uh, Going really back to the 3M open. Uh, he has a top 10 here back in 2001. That was around when he was had this kind of like a little bit of a hot streak going for him, uh, during the COVID year, you know, he's got some pop off the tee. He's good around the greens. Um, you know, he's a good putter on Bermuda just in his history. And so if he gets that going, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a good thing for him. So I like him 33 to one on Jason day, uh, I found a Tony Fino 25 to one. I know that, that that was horribly mispriced, but I had to just immediately bet it. Uh, I mean, I don't really love it's. It's hard to go back to Fino this week because he did look really bad last week. But listen, that was after that was after a month off, you know, a little bit of rust. Uh, I thought he played a little better on um, Friday, but he just made some stupid mistakes. You know, he, he had some Aaron drives when he couldn't and the penalty strokes piled up. I think he missed the cut on the number. But I think he can come back this week and be good. He's got some pop off the tee, decent scrambler, uh, really good scoring race from 150 to 25. He's a good putter too. Uh, I know is not his best surface, but um, I think he can have just a really decent ball striking week. He doesn't, you know, if winning scores probably 10 under, 11 under, he doesn't have to, you know, get to 20 under. He can win this at 13 under with having just kind of an okay, you know, putting week. So 25 to 1 a Fino. And then the guy up top I did, Brett, uh, Sam Burns, 14-1. to uh, Laid about half a unit on it. Overall, with these five guys, laid about 1.38 units on them. Um, so what's concerning about him is, uh, so he finished seventh at CJ Cup. Did it all with a putter, though. Uh, iron play had been, wasn't very good. He's been better off the tee, which is good. Um, but... You know, I look back to last week and the mistake I made with Russell Henley. Like, his irons hadn't been all that great lately, too. But he was just so elite from 1 to 150. He was screaming at me from the from my sheet. I just bypassed it. I'm not going to do that this week. Sam Burns is so good from 150 to 25. Uh, he would begin, if he had 18 shots of those per round, he'd be gaining about one and a half strokes per round on the field. Because he just hits it relatively close and he drains the putts. Uh, I love that combination. He's, you know, I mean... It's a stupid edge, but he's Bermuda Burns. This is a Bermuda golf course. Great history here, too. Um, he possesses, you know, other than Scotty Scheffler, the most win equity in the field. Um, and he's had a really decent fall. He played well at the President's Cup, played well at the CJ Cup. Now let's cap off a win for the fall with Sam Burns. The 14-1, I thought that was a reasonable number on him. So that's it. Those are my five outrights. Uh, why don't we take another quick break, and then we will go over uh, just some other things I noticed uh on DFS this week in terms of pricing, uh ownership, and uh, you know, a couple of our stuff. So all right. Why don't we talk about the SGPN merch store? So get your holiday shopping done early. The SGPN merch store. Uh SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DJ in your life. And like, listen, right now you can't see it on camera because I have COVID and I didn't really feel like having you see me <laughs> suffer through it right now. Uh, but I got my SGPN. Um you know, long sleeve Under Armour shirt on right now. It's really comfortable. Um, perfect for lounging around and uh, passing a uh, deadly virus through your system. So, plus from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Sucks. I love that promo code. Good job, Sean uh, Kramer. So that's, so that's store. Stop sportsgamingpodcast.com. Promo code D A L L A S S U C K S. All right. Well, let's go over before we end the show. I also some other players I like, um, maybe some lower-owned ones uh, that I hadn't mentioned already. So let's start with – let's go down the card. A little bit. How about Matthew – well, his ownership's a little higher now. Matthew Neesmith, I thought his ownership was going to be about a lot higher than his now. It's creeping up. It's about 14% right now. Hasn't played in a couple weeks, but he's been great. He's got three top 10s in a row. Uh, if you look at the stats on him, uh, let's – where is he? Yeah, I mean, listen, he strokes off the tape because he's pretty accurate. Good iron player, good proximity rates. His scoring rates from 150 to 225 aren't all that good, but it's probably because he never really been a good putter. And now he's actually putting pretty well. Um, kind of like him this week. Not a very good course history here. I think he kind of turned around. I don't love seeing that ownership, though, but that could be a positional play for me. Um, let's see, what else? Are we talking about Davis Riley? Uh, are we talking about Harris English? Uh, Wow. Mackenzie Hughes, 13% ownership. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. How about this one? How about Justin Lauer? So he's about four and a half percent. I mean, the guy's just playing, they're playing okay golf. Um, you know, that's a guy who's relatively accurate off the tee, really good proximity rates. One of the better clips in the field. Doesn't score very well though. Um, you know, he's got under 5% ownership though at 7,400 bucks. That's really all you need sometimes. um, so I kind of like him. Uh, Davis Thompson's drawing line lot of ownership. I like Davis Thompson a lot this week. He'll probably end up being a uh, top 40 play for me. But for DFS, though, it's going to be double digits. Uh, I mean, you could go to, God, it's ugly, but Justin Rose. Um, listen, he started out, what, plus four in the tournament? Kind of worked his way back. After that, he was minus five from there on out. He might not be dead. We'll see. I know our good friend, Andy Lack, he was on him a lot last week. I think he's given up on him. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that could be someone just a dirt cheap ownership. Recovered relatively nicely after a really slow start, uh, to the Mycoba. Uh, that could be somebody you, uh, want to look to too. Uh, Steven Yeager. This was one of the guys I talked about on the top of the show where if you have really colder temperatures, um, you know, it's, it's probably going to mean like a you know, lot longer approach shots. Guys are missing greens a whole lot. Uh, absolutely a leak uh, around the green. Uh, one of the better guys in the field. Uh, actually scores really well from 150 to 225 as well because he generally can get up and down a lot. That's a guy I really like this week. He's probably going to be a top 40 play. I like him in DFS too. Uh, the ownership doesn't look like it's too crazy right now. Uh, so I like him. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Dean Burmester has drawn a lot of ownership this week. Um, you can play him if you want. Uh, that's probably it as far as guys. Or maybe some Francesco Molinari. Um, you know he's got a couple of good results in Europe. That's another guy who, uh, generally scores pretty well from one fifty to twenty five. He hits a lot of fairways, and generally he's a good scrambler too. Yeah, you know, that could be some he played well, I think, in 2021 here. That could be somebody, you know, under the radar to look to his ownership is not very high. It's yeah, two and a half percent right now. I think it's someone to consider. Uh and then under seven thousand dollars, uh Sam Ryder has been playing good golf this fall. Uh I used him at the Zozo um a couple weeks ago for a top forty. I probably be doing the same again this week for the very reason that he's, his longer approach has a very good. He's been his iron's pretty good too. Good putter as well. Uh December Bermuda. So like him. Uh, you go back to Chesson Hadley. Uh, I know he was pretty popular pick at, uh, Bermuda championship you go back to him again. His scoring rates generally from 152 to 25 are pretty good. Uh, I like him there. Uh, you pick Charlie Hoffman. Um, the stats look bad on him, but his last two events, I think were Bermuda and Mayakoba. He made the cut in both. Um, so none of that is baked in your strokes gain stats. Uh, Generally, hits the ball pretty good, scores pretty well, usually from you know between 150 to 25. Uh, his you know, worst attributes is his putter. You know, the cut line's gonna be about plus one, plus two. If he can just get under par for first couple days, then he can make the weekend. That's valuable for DFS. Uh, all right, so I like him. I uh, can always go off and smothering. Uh, I mean, to get you know, Mr. Top, Mr. Top 60. Um, Listen, I mean, he's, he's good for making cuts. He is useful. I know I dump on him a lot. for uh, I don't know. Maybe I should give him a little bit of a break. But decent combination of length and accuracy off the tee. Good iron player. Good proximity rates, too. Maybe that's somebody you just end up going back to. Uh, and then a couple other guys. A couple of their Corn Fairy guys. I, I didn't love a lot of the Corn Fairy guys. Uh, you know, some of the graduates. Um, I think... I, I think a lot of them have been pretty good on some of the the wedge fests. I, I don't know about using them on a golf course like this. It's a little more demanding tee to green. Uh, but Austin Ackroat, you know, that might be a guy who might be useful. He, you know, his results this year haven't been all that good. But he's, I think he's made like four or five cuts. Um, what I like about him is this, is this fall, his best part of his game has been his performance between 150 and 225. Uh, really good proximity race from that range and scores pretty well too. Uh, same thing with Ben Taylor. That's our guy who doesn't really flash on the stats sheet. You know, only gains a little bit off the tee. Only gains a little bit with his approach shots. Uh, decent scoring rates, one hundred and fifty to two hundred and twenty-five as well. Because usually he's a pretty good putter. He doesn't get in too much trouble with those shots. Uh, that's probably it, though. Uh, those are some guys I, I like this week. Um, and then I'll probably end up once the uh, the odds are released for top forty, top thirty, top twenty. Some matchups. Uh, probably use a couple of those guys. Um, you know, oh. I forgot to mention Lee Hodges too. That's going back up to 7,600 bucks. Uh, playing well lately, and actually where I want to use him is actually, is a place where you got to use your longer irons. He's one of the best in this field uh, with the longer irons. Um, definitely will be using him in some capacity this week. So, yeah, those are some of the guys I like this week. Uh, I might be back tomorrow. I don't know. It kind of depends on how I'm feeling, but I want to get this out tonight. Thank you for uh, putting up with me, and uh, good luck with your bets. Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you hopefully tomorrow night.